With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke real and you could tell so why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff that's right and if you're looking to upgrade any meal any meal try right brand bacon that's called right brand bacon you won't regret it experience bacon the right way you are listening to the dan patrick show on fox sports radio they call it social distancing a concept that some members of the dan patrick show have been practicing for years Uh, I remember this girl going, gross, get away from me. (laughs) Some members of the show struggle giving people personal space. I think we all need to hug as often as possible during the breaks, after the show, before the show. Never with you, ever. But with recent events, it's important to remember that the Dan Patrick Show is available with no human interaction. None. No, no. So listen on your radio, via podcast, or even YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. A safe place to go. Dan Patrick. Welcome to The Dan Patrick Show. Temporarily not working from home. Or the studio. Basically, what I'm saying is Dan Patrick is off today. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Studios in Los Angeles. In for Dan Patrick. Uh, hey, I want to thank you guys for filling in, too. The reaction has been great. Is Jason Smith and Rob Parker. Greetings and welcome inside the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes. We're on a scheduled vacation. They'll be back next week. Uh, they are just taking some time off. It is all good. It is all good with myself and Rob Parker, who are really practicing social distancing here on the radio. As you're at home, I'm in the studio. Only one of us is allowed to be in here. It's like it's like uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, what's that with, where they cut the heads off at the end for the people? The Highlanders. Oh, and uh, you know, yeah, you and I would have to fight over control of the microphone here in studio. I thought that's what they called the Yankees before they changed the name. Oh, wow. That's an, you're, you're already making a reference back to like 1920. I can't help it. I'm an old guy. And that's what old guys do on the radio. They make old references. Because <laughs> you used to cover Connie Mack, right? When you I, were. Uh, exactly. He, he, I said, what's with the suit? But, you know, he wanted to go with it and it stuck. 
Now, how is uh, how is this whole social? Because you know, usually I see you all the time coming in. Odd couple of your shows right before mine here on Fox, and I see you all the time. But I haven't seen you've been doing the show from home. How is your like uh, social distancing? How is your quarantine life been? It stinks. I mean, you know me, Jason. I'm a people's person. I like to uh, get out. I like to travel. I like to see friends and like to go to ball games. You know what I mean? I'm all about people. So this is uh, definitely uh, different. And the other thing is, you know, uh, you know, when you're a bachelor, a divorcee, is that, do people still say that? <laughs> I, I, I think in the 70s they said, oh, you moved up 50 years. That's exactly. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? So it's... Uh, it's cool to have some space. I think I've cleaned the apartment like a million times. There's nothing left to clean. Uh, organized my clothes, uh, thrown out old papers. I've done everything. And, uh, you know, still got a plenty, plenty of uh, time to uh, kill. So it's, uh, it's not the greatest thing. I, I'm, I miss being the interaction with people. Of course, I go to the grocery store, post office, and the bank. But other than, you know, uh, an occasional trip, I'm basically solo. Wow, you still go to the bank? Yeah, I do. Sometimes I have wow. to go to the bank. Right. I know you don't go to the bank at all, do you? No, it's just no. I mean, look, I'm I'm not you know, uh, the, you know at the cutting edge of technology, but I don't, I don't know that I've gone to the bank in a long time. Really? Yeah, everything yeah. is just uh, look. My wife does most of the banking, which you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe at some point I'm going to wake up one day and and then she's you realize g- you have no money. Yeah, right? and she's going to be gone, and I'm going to wonder what happened, and I'm just going to be in a room by myself, and you know, my my hand is going to be in a warm tub of water. I'm not going to have a kidney either. But uh, you know, I, I she does all the banking. We ne- hardly ever need to go. I, I, I even you know my what? dad, I, who goes to stores every day, doesn't go to the bank. Yeah, you know what? Because um, you know, I do a lot of freelance and stuff, and some of it they send checks. They don't. It's not you can't get it direct deposited. Not like your regular paychecks and stuff. So there's times I have to go to the bank. All right, well, that's, I, that was just shocking. You, you you go into the bank. I didn't. I didn't think there must be no lines for you. Must be able to get right in. No, there are people. You you know. I mean, there are other people, not like packed or anything. But I've seen people and people go into the ATM mostly. You know what I mean? So that you don't have to pay an extra fee. So people go to the bank to go to the ATM, and uh, sometimes I do that. I don't even go see the teller. I just need to go to the ATM. But all good, and I'm ready to go on this uh, Tuesday. Dan Patrick show. I know it's fun, isn't it? We got some fun going on. We got a lot of big stuff going on today. There's new news and in, in for ba- basically all the major sports as far as you know what's next for them and what could be the next step as we try to figure out everybody's return. But what is probably the best news that we've had? We're going to start with this because it's clearly every day it's very difficult, right? And we're all doing our best just to get through day to day. Clearly, this is the best news that we've heard in quite a long time. As maybe you heard late last night, the NCAA is going to grant an extra year of eligibility to all student-athletes in spring sports whose seasons got canceled because of the coronavirus pandemic. If you remember, uh, there was a big talk, hey, maybe they could do it for the winter sports as well, college basketball, some other sports, and hockey. That did not get okayed, but they're going to allow all the spring sports student athletes which is baseball softball tennis golf track and field lacrosse because you know syracuse is number one in the country rowing men's volleyball beach volleyball i gotta sneak that i mean come on we're gonna be the champs next year we're the number one team now we'll be going to next year's number one i gotta get the most optimistic guy i've ever heard you 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 know no matter how bad your your teams are jim Beheim only won one championship in 70 years or not you know is that that fact or you know (laughs) you you say anybody can win one and that's not true not anybody because anybody would win one if that was the case only 
only one team can win a year. You win one championship, that's pretty good. But there's a lot of guys who have won one championship. Judd Heathcote, Michigan State, won one. Okay. Tom Izzo, won one. Tubby Smith, won. I could go on and on and on. You can win one championship. Jim Valvano, uh, you can you can win one. It's when you win multiple that separate you from the group. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of one-hit wonders, one championship winning coaches. So I, I do believe that, that anybody can win one. When you win two, three, or more, now I'm starting to look at you because the players have changed, things have changed, and you're still winning. So I, I always look at people who win multiple championships and give them more credit. Well, yeah, of course you give them more credit, but the way you say anybody can win one is just like like I don't even need to be able to coach. I just roll the ball out like I'm a I'm a PE teacher in high well, in high well, school. If Here Carmelo you go. Anthony didn't go, go to Syracuse. He might not have one. Well, you know, you don't win with without great players. Tell me a team that wins without great players. Uh, everybody, I'll, I'll give you one. The 2004 Pistons beat the Lakers, and give me the big time star on that roster. Okay, probably Chauncey Billups. But he won the star prior okay. to that. He okay. was, it was considered a flop, had been with seven teams or six teams before the Pistons. Will you agree with that? Oh, sure. But okay, okay. so now you want to go back before that. How far back do you want to go? 77 maybe? 78? Supersonics? Yeah, you mean the Supersonics? That yeah. was the other team. Yep. Okay. So two times in the last, let's see, 20, 40, two times in the last 43 years a team has won without – a star and you think that's just something that it's not like it happens every other year that's twice in 40 in 43 years if no, something I, happened to me twice in 43 years i would think boy i have a run of bad luck it's only happened twice in 43 yeah, years I, it doesn't happen often but all i'm saying <laughs> is you're right most of the time you do need stars but it just seems like with the talent that's gone through syracuse he should have won more would you agree with that? Well, yeah, okay. You want to talk about that? Sure. Yeah, okay. We okay. should have won more. All right, let's go forward. All right, now, not, let's not go back. We let's were even talking forward. about lacrosse, and you were able to get I that shot in. You, I know. You, I, you're like you were waiting to get that. When can I? Okay, things to do today. When I can get on Jason about Bayheim. Let me yes. see. Oh, first five minutes of the show. <laughs> oh, Let me cross that off right here. I got that. Uh, but all of these sports pe- uh, teams are going to be able to get an extra year of eligibility for all their players. Now, the NCAA is going to leave it up to each school to decide what you want to grant them as far as financial aid compared to what they receive this year. But there's not going to be scholarship restrictions. So basically, teams are allowed to have their normal incoming class next year. And their players that are currently playing all of these sports are going to get to continue to play next year. So there'll be bigger rosters, most likely. Uh, you're going to... and. They're going to figure things out as they go. But this clearly, Rob, is the best news we've heard, that you're going to allow these kids who really didn't even get a year to play. And for a lot of them, this is the last time they're going to get to play anything competitively. You know, their whole lives have been playing softball and playing baseball and volleyball and, and, and water polo, and you've been doing this since a young age, and you've been playing travel sports, and you've been spending every Saturday and Sunday going off to a tournament that's you know 90 minutes outside of where you live, and, and it's and the whole your whole life has been built on, hey, we got a softball game this weekend, we got a tournament this weekend, we have to make sure, and this is going to be the last time you're going to get to do that before you have to get out in the you know the real world and uh, you know and work and make a living and 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 change what your focus has been for the past few years. So I'm at least glad that that these kids are going to get one more chance to do it, even though even though they're in sports look we don't spend a lot of time talking about paying attention to it's a big deal for this it's really about colleges in general you know doing the right thing for these kids who miss their entire season i I got two two uh angles on this number one finally the ncaa which has made so many 
Jason mistakes and, and just the way that it's run, e- even before they canceled the tournament finally, uh, I, I thought that they were slow. They were so forced to try to m- make March Madness happen despite what's going on in front of them. They didn't even cancel. Uh, if you remember, after the NBA canceled, they played a game the next day, right? They, they, they played a, a Big East tournament game. And then at halftime, they decided to tell everybody to go home and the players that this isn't a good idea. That's how late they were to the party. And, again, I don't think that if it weren't for uh, Duke and uh, Kansas saying that, oh, you're having a tournament? That's nice because we're not coming. Uh, It wasn't until then that they finally decided that they were going to cancel the tournament. So I thought that of all the sports – uh, the NCAA, when it came to uh, basketball, w- was late to the party. But anyway, here's the problem I have with this whole idea, and it's it's a nice gesture. I get it. How in the world, when you have new teams and new players, how many players are going to be on the team? How many players are going to get playing time? It really adds to a, a dilemma. It's nice if those kids are graduated, right? You're given another year of eligibility. I'm talking about seniors. How does that do anything for them? I'm done. I'm I'm at a job. I'm not at school anymore. Do you do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but they, if you're going on a scholarship, if you're still getting your scholarship taken, and I don't, I can't see any school saying we're taking a scholarship away from you. Uh, you're going to be at school. You're going to be in Club Med. You're going to be what I would have loved to do in college. Wait, a minute, I could just play a sport and not have to go to class. I mean, I did the whole thing about not going to class anyway when all I had to do was go to class. But I mean, this is going to be Club Med for the kids. Hey, another year. We're going to get to go through. I'm going to get to play. Maybe I'll take a couple classes. I'll, I'll start working towards my masters or something what? else. Yeah, really? but who knows? Who knows? And, and I don't know, but I might not get any playing time or or not as much because they weren't really counting on me. Now I'm back, but well, then you can say no. You can say no and say, you know what? I'm 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 cool with not playing. I wasn't going to play, and I'm I'm moving on with my life, and I'm going to go get a job. I mean, you know, they're not going to make you play. So See, if that, you don't want to, you can leave. I guess it's different because I I got out of school. I actually left school early. I've done enough. I did summer school every year. So at Southern Connecticut State University in beautiful New Haven, a great college town, I, in, in my senior year, Jason, I needed five credits to graduate. Never heard of them. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great school. We had two NFL coaches come out of Southern Connecticut. Can you name them? Oh, two NFL coaches. No, best player from my high school went to Southern Connecticut. Is that right? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's graduated. There. Uh, this is like in the, this is like in the, uh, in the late 80s he went, he went there, graduated from there. It, uh, um, Kevin Gilbride, who oh, coached yeah, the Chargers yeah. and yeah. was the Giants offensive coordinator, got, right? Got punched in the face, yeah. Yes, by uh, Buddy Ryan. Uh-huh. He should have whacked that guy. But anyway, <laughs> and and when the Browns came back as an ex- expansion team, I always forget his name. Chris Palmer was oh, the yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah so it was those the OC two guys, and then the coach, yeah, yeah. Yep, those two guys coached at Southern Connecticut. But anyway, so, so I, I left school early to go get a job. Uh, I left school after uh, the fall semester, and then I came back to graduate in May, but I left and took a job as a sports writer in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania at the Wilkesbury Times Leader. And so I'm just saying to stick around, like, if you if you have your graduation, if you have your credits, you really think people will stick around for no, I, I just don't see it. Well, I don't well, see most people unless they're, unless they're trying to improve something, some stock or something. 
But other than that, who would stick around if you have your graduation credits and if you could start a career? All right, well, first of all, I remember when you skipped and you left early because Mel Kuyper had a good grade on you. I was hoping the New York Post would draft you because that's where I was, but then you didn't wind up going there. I was a little upset. But uh, the second, look, I look at it this way. You're going to work the rest of your life. Right when you get out of college, you are going to work the rest of your life. Whatever it is, and, and there may be times when you work. There be times if you get let go or you leave a job and you do not work, but you're going to work again, and you are going to work for the rest of your life. So if I'm 21 and it's you know if if I have a great job lined up and this is going to be the last time I get to play softball or I, I got I got to make a choice obviously, but if I'm going to work anyway. I can spend time trying to figure stuff out and have one last year of playing sports and I can have the proper goodbye to it and not feel like my life is missing anything when I graduate and I move on and then then I go on and I get a job because I, I I got friends you know friends that we all know friends who you know at at different times in their lives or your lives that hey I, you know, I'm, I'm getting let go from my job here. I may be leaving my job here. And I, I always tell them the same thing. I say, you're going to work again. You're going to work again soon at, you know, at some point. And it, you know, don't, don't let that stress you out. You know, it's going to happen. You, what, what do you really think? You're, you're not going to work ever again. You know, you work hard, you do a good job and you know, you're going to, you're going to work again. You got to be positive about that, but you're, you're, you know, you're mainly going to work, you know, that that's kind of what it is. You get out of college, you get a job, you work, may not be exactly the job you want, but you work to try to get there and you make the best of your life as you go through. But you know, if, if, I look at it that way because, you know, I'm going to work again. So I'm going to, you know, enjoy the five, a a gap year per se, which is what this would be. I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to play lacrosse or I'm going to go win a national championship at Syracuse and lacrosse, do whatever I want to do. And then I'm going to go move on with my life. Yeah, I, I guess I look at it. I looked at it as an advantage to me that I got out of school early. When I got out of school, I had five or six jobs to pick from. Uh, where where other people had to wait, you know, to finish the semester. So I was in an advantage because I got out at a different time than most. So so I just looked at it totally different. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. I had a great time in college, you know, and I didn't feel like, oh, I wanted to stick around and, and live in the dorm. I wanted to get my career started. And I think it put me ahead of a lot of people when you don't, when you have a chance to uh, jump out earlier, that's all. And I, maybe I'm a killjoy, and and I'm I'm not uh, the rah rah college guy, and 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 I want to play lacrosse, even though it's not going to amount to anything. Once I'm done, I look at things a little different, and things happen in life. Uh, I'm sure people, when the United States pulled out of the 1980 Olympics, you know, you train your whole life. I'm sure there were other people who never got a chance to go back. You know what I mean? In the Olympics, mm-hmm. things happen, and you just gotta sometimes go. Yeah, I was in college. Uh, the whole my whole senior year was was you know disrupted by Rona because uh, we never got back to classes. Uh, graduation was suspended. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything. So so I think I could accept it that that's the way it ended for me and coming back and still trying to get some playing time when new players are coming on the team as well seems like it just creates a problem I will even me, though I believe the NCAA did the right thing let me ask you this it, you know you, your job where you sit right now you, you haven't been in college in a few years if you could go back knowing full well here's how you did you worked you got up to where you are if you can go back and have your last six months of your senior year in college would you want to go back and take it um, knowing what I know now, yeah, no, well, <laughs> no, but if you could go, knowing that you know, hey, my career is going to be okay, 
and I'm going to go on, and life is going to be okay. I, I think you'd go back and take that last six months. Man, if I didn't have my senior year of college, there's so many things. I'd be like, wow, just when I was starting to blossom as a, as a kid and a person and, and, right. and enjoying things, and I was 21, and I could go to the bars for the first time and not have to worry about, is this guy going to throw me out? Is this guy going to throw me out? Right. Is this guy no, gonna throw I, me I, out? I was lucky because my birthday was in January, so I did my, my uh, before my last semester. You know, I was 21. But I guess the only thing I'm saying is uh, the other part is it, it's those those times were great and whatnot. But if you go into your senior year and you only need five credits, I was like basically doing nothing except for the five credits that I needed. And even professors would say to me, uh, Rob, you know, you haven't turned this in, you know, uh, you haven't done this. And then I have to explain to them I'm essentially graduated, but I need to have. 12 credits to stay in the dorms with my friends. And then once I spelled it out to them, they got it. And they were like, no problem. I got it. Twitter at how about a fresca Rob at Rob Parker, FS1, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Dan. That's today. We got Darren Rovell coming up a little bit, all the latest on the sports business, NBA, National Hockey League, NFL. What is next for them? But speaking of next, what is next for the NBA? One of the biggest NBA analysts says, yeah, when is this season going to start again? We'll get to that coming up next. Keep it right here. Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and 
holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy, NBA analyst extraordinaire, former Knicks head coach, uh, said yesterday he believes the NBA is going to end up canceling their season. Now, Rob, there's every day I feel like there's a a conversation where someone says, we're optimistic we're going to play, we're going to cancel the season. We're going to play late. We have an idea of playing a full season. We have an idea of playing a partial season. And and I feel like I know we're still in the – the early days of this, believe it or not, because you're like we're only two weeks into to you know quarantine life and everything else. But I, I gotta feel like at some point we have to stop asking the. I mean, is it going to be every day where it's uh, when when is sports coming back? When is sports coming back? I, I feel like that's been the default question now for like two weeks since the seasons have been postponed and 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 stopped for a while and i feel like every day i mean can we really keep asking this question every single day when's it coming back what's an idea for it to come back i feel like you know that's been like every single day so far has been okay when's it coming back and it's i think people have to realize it's it's, it's going to be a while you know we we're still in march i mean it's a, the days go slow i get it and we're going to go through all the way through april we got a whole month to to navigate with the new normal but i mean every day i feel like it's hey when's it coming back when's it coming back i, I can tell you no matter what you hear from anybody it's going to be a while and and i think that's the best answer that we can give that's the most accurate answer no i agree and i think people are just um you know so anxious and this is so uncharted waters for us in this country, especially when you talk about sports and how big of a part of our fabric uh, sports is. So I think that that's why people keep, but, but I'm with you. I mean, I have friends in Virginia who yesterday, they, they have uh, basically a lockdown order that now extends to June 10th. I mean, like you said, we're not even in April yet. They already have a June 10th. They've extended what they consider to be a lockdown for the state. And just thinking of that date right there, and my God. And then from the White House itself, they're talking about up to 200,000 Americans could die from this. And you know where the number is now. So there's a long way to go to get to 200,000 if that's what it is. So there's no way. I think Van Gundy's right. I think the longer the players sit out, the harder it will be, Jason, to to get them back. Uh, Okay, we're going to be off for three or four months and then have a training camp and then try to continue the season and then wreck the next season after that because you'll have to back that up. So do you want to wreck two seasons or one season? 
So I think Van Gundy's more realistic than most people, and I get the NBA. Uh, what a what a horrific year it will be if this wipes out their season. They lost a ton of money with the whole China incident that happened, right? And now they have this on the second. This could be a disastrous uh, situation for the NBA financially, and that's why they're so desperate to even try to think about neutral site. Uh, I mean, a uh, you know, an isolated site and bringing the players there, no fans just to broadcast so that they can get the TV money that's out there. Right. And and that's what, that's what I think is the big, is, is the biggest domino that's got to be that, that leagues have to get over, but specifically for the NBA. Cause, cause think about it this way. All right. Now they're, they're going to try to do anything they can to play this season, whether it's in front of no fans, they're going to, you know, they have these bubble city ideas where the couple of cities, they can put all the players in and, and they can play there. And certainly, you know, the TV money is a very big deal. But at some point, let's just say it takes a while, right? Let's say it takes a while for them to come back. And you were talking about the odds of them canceling a season. So when they do come back, it's going to be a very short end of the regular season, and then it will be a playoffs. And let's just say that goes – let's say they can't come back until late in the summer, and you're talking about getting into you know September until they can crown a champion, all right? If they do that, you still need an offseason, right? And you're not now probably not going to start until the beginning of 2021, how many owners are going to say, is it worth it? All right, you're talking about wrecking two seasons. We're already lost so much money off of this 2020 spring campaign. And now we're talking about losing way more because now this is not just the eight teams in each conference that are going to be in the playoffs. That You're now talking about taking away all kinds of home games for every team in the NBA if you're playing a shortened season that begins in January. If you're playing 55 games, if you're playing 50 games, or I mean, because you're not going to go have another year where, okay, we're going to start in January, now we're going to, now we're going to finish in, in, in late August, and then next year we're going to start a little bit. Or, I mean, you want to be able to start next season as normally as you can. I think a lot of owners are going to say, okay, we lost all this money, and are we going to make back enough? Is it going to be worth it to come back and have this truncated type of of playoff when we could just cancel the season and start everything new in the fall and we can have a later summer league and, and then we get all our home games and, and all the games are on TV and nothing is going to be disrupted and we're back to a normal way of life? And I, I think that's where something I could see the owner saying, yeah, maybe canceling the season might be the best thing. I agree with you. I just think... I know we all want games on and at any expense right now, right? We would love to have uh, be watching the NBA as it winds down. You know, March is usually our, one of our favorite months. Baseball starts, March Madness, NBA starts to get ready for the playoffs, right? The games matter a little bit as teams vie for the playoffs. March is a big, big month, and it's just come and gone, and uh, we didn't really get what we were looking for. Uh, so, so I do get that part, but I'm with you. How many seasons do you really want to wreck and push back? And, and, I, and then isn't there uh Olympics basketball right next year now? Mm-hmm. So, so, so you have to factor that in. How does that work, uh, compared to where we were? So there's a lot of stuff. I think you, you see how far this goes and if you can salvage the season because you can start in June, then okay, you try to salvage it as much as you can, or maybe you start the playoffs after two weeks of like a training camp or something to get people back in shape. Because think about it, Jason, you can't even go to gyms or work out. 
if if you're a pro athlete, unless you have a gym in your house. I know you do as a big-time radio star. You might have your own oh, personal sure. I, gym. I, I go down to the gym every day. I, I go and I do squat. You, you see how uh, Michael B. Jordan worked out in Creed Two? That's my workout every day. Oh, is that true? There yeah. you go. Yeah, One I, of these days, I hope to get there. Yeah, I do the whole thing with the chains and everything and pushing the tires. Oh, that's me every day. Joining us now on the hotline for more on this, sports business reporter at Action Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Darren Ravel. It's Darren Ravel. Darren, what's happening, man? What's happening? I got two of my six-year-old twins, and we're uh, we've started kindergarten for the day. Wow! wow. So is it you? Are you doing the homeschool and everything? Yes, yeah, he's is, the uh, kinder, kindergarten I teacher. Try to right? do, I try to do. I try to get down early. Try to get them through. You know, cutting paper and gluing things. And, uh, you know, we try to do as much as we can. And then when something comes up, I, I do my thing. But, yeah, no, it's the real, the real deal, homeschooling. It's crazy. It's a crazy time we live in. We were just talking about uh, Jeff Van Gundy and his prediction or just him talking, saying that he believes the NBA season just, you know, will be canceled eventually. Uh, where are you on that and the NBA? I get the, the financial part. Darren, I mean, a lot of money, mm-hmm. China first, and now this. It's, it's been a disastrous year for the NBA. Uh, are, th- are they going to try to play because of the financial part, or do you think that they'll wind up pulling the plug? I mean, I'm a, I'm a big data guy. I spend my day looking at data and numbers, and obviously there's a tremendous amount of numbers being thrown about, um, not from the financial side, but how bad this is going to be. It, you know, I, I, I just think every day is its own day. I mean, we are like, it's amazing how everything goes on and you're looking at like what's, what happens in a day. And there, the University of Washington has projections on this thing that I like. And it says when it's going to begin, when it's going to end in each of the states and whatever. And that's the projections that, that I'm looking at. And yeah, you can see where are they going to have it? Like where, if the NBA, where, where are they going to bring it? What, what city are they going to bring it? What state are they? I do like the idea of a self-contained area where the entire league goes. I, I almost think like that's the only solution at this point. Is so. there when when we talked about the this a couple seconds ago? Obviously, the the you know the bubble cities having having them play here. If it takes a while for them to come back and suddenly that that gets really into next year and suddenly it, you're looking at maybe a 55-game season if you're going to finish on time and get back on a normal timeline for the NBA, are the owners going to be going to be down with that? Because I, I can see them saying, hey, you know, just to finish this year, we've already lost so much money. Now we're going to be losing even more money if we only have, you know, if we're losing all these home games next year and all this revenue, let's just cancel the season and start next year on time. And that way at least we're all back to normal and we're all – you know, making money again, getting back to where we were. Well, I know what they don't want to do. They don't want to start it up and then stop it and say, we can't do this. I know there's legitimate concern with hoisting a championship during a time where there's a peak somewhere in the U.S. and it seems like it's insensitive. Now, I mean, that's we have to go on with our business. I mean, this this is the tough thing with with all businesses. And it was what Donald Trump was trying to get at. I don't think he did it that well. And and honestly, I'm not sure there's a right way to say it. Right. Because when you consider the economy and where we are right now, 
you know, the, the amount of mental health, suicides, things that are going to happen because of where we are in our economy right now versus this virus, it's, it's hard to, you know, like make a choice. Like you don't want to say like we're not going to fight against human life and try to and try to keep people alive. And at the same time, it's like, well, how do you how do you go on in this? And I think I mean that's that in general, it's much bigger than sports, obviously, and it's much bigger than what the NBA owners are going to lose. It's just what happens to the people. Are people going to come back? I definitely think we have no crowds. I mean, if the NBA season returns, there's no crowds. Definitely no crowds. So I'll agree with Van Gundy on that. Uh, uh, no crowds, but but he thinks it's all off. I don't think that's necessarily true. The the other part is, I, I guess, and I understand the the economy part. But if people are dying at the at the rate that we're talking about, you know, and then you're asking people to go, you know, after you told them not to work, right, to go back out there, and then. People aren't traveling, you know, hotels aren't full, Vegas is shut down. How do you get people, you know what I mean? I, I get one part of it, but the hit that people are taking financially themselves, who's going on vacation? Who's checking into a hotel? Who's doing anything? Who's going shopping? Yeah, all, the, all, those, right? all, those, all, those, all those places are gone. I mean, there's, there's not going to be vacations for a while. You know, there's not going to be. Yes, I know. You're saying that, hey, the economy already is what it is. You're going to now go back to work. I mean, in order for people to go back to work in New York, in order for me to go back to work in New York, I need some real information as right. to, like, do, do you, do you, if people get it, do they, we still don't know 100% that if people get it, they have complete immunity. But how do you then, like, how do you then, like, test people? I know in China they have these cards, and if you, if, if, if you're clear, you can get into a building. It will go green. It, it's connected to you. It's connected to what you have. Your, you know, everything that you've you've had. And if you're okay, you you get into a building. That's not going to happen here. There's privacy concerns and everything else. But so you got to know about immunity, and and you got to know about like what, like are we just gonna? If I'm going to work, am I just going to go get it? I'm just getting it. Like what 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 am I doing? And obviously, there's new rules. But are, is is the, is my editor who sits two feet away from me now going to sit six feet away from me? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it, so there's so much to go through here and so much to unpack. And I don't know what the solution is, but you're right. I mean, McKinsey came out with a report yesterday and said travel is going to be down. The travel industry is going to be down 51 percent uh, when we start this up again. So half the amount of flights are going to be going. And. Everything we could we could lose Darren. We could lose some airlines. I mean, agreed, you know what agreed, I mean. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, hey, listen, listen, Rob. It's 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 all about what is the government willing to subsidize? Yeah. What you know? What uh, should the government subsidize cruise lines? Is that of national enjoyment, national concern? Should the government subsidize StubHub or any like? It, it's possible that StubHub, Vivid Seats. SeatGeek, all those guys could go out of business. All of them. How about so then how, how do about, we deal with the secondary market? Are we are we back to scalpers at the games again? And what about Magic City in Atlanta and the strip clubs? I mean, people, are you going in there? I like that's how you went to right away, first away, Rob. You went right there. I, I, I would say I would say I do think that there's going to be an over index in uh, spending for enjoyment. So I feel like 
you know, obviously I cover gambling. I right. feel like even though people have had it now have less money to deal with, I think that they're especially coming out of this and being home, they're going to want to enjoy themselves. I think sports gambling comes back to a level that other businesses don't come back to because there's going to be an over-index. And you know what? I want to spend my money on enjoying my life more now. You can follow him on Twitter at Darren Ravel. That is at Darren Ravel, sports business reporter, Action Network. Good uh, stuff. All the latest there. Darren, as always, appreciate it. And uh, good luck with the rest of your day in kindergarten. A lot, lot, of, lot of cutting and pacing. All right, very good. There you go. <laughs> I remember kindergarten. I, 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 you know what? This is a true story. I, I, I used to uh, come, they used to give us two cookies and milk, you know, for your little snack. And I used to, I had a younger sister, two years younger, I used to bring one of the cookies home for her in a napkin when I was in kindergarten. My mom told me that story. <laughs> we, uh, we, we said no to a school for my daughter because when we met kindergarten teacher we went in you know you go you go to uh uh, you go take tours of schools, hey, you know, for for kindergarten and for you know for right. elementary school. And we went to this one school, and we really liked it. And uh, you know, they went and they they showed us this, the class that the one guy was teaching, and they actually had a, a thing where you know you would see but be with this teacher for like English and math, and another teacher for social studies, you know, whatever you did is as, in kindergarten. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And we got to talk to the teacher after, and I crossed the school off my list because he says, yeah, you know, I do everything. You know, writing is my is my forte and teaching the kids to read and write and all the stuff on the walls look great. Oh, that's great. He goes, you know, I, I do math with them too. I'm not great at it, but I do math with them. And I said, you're you're a licensed teacher and you're not great at kindergarten math? Yeah, something's wrong. And here. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm like, how how could you not, how could you be a teacher and not be good at teaching kindergarten math? Don't, I mean, I don't know. Other than one and one is two, I'm not so sure what else they're doing. I mean, you're, you're identifying numbers up from zero to nine. You're learning how to write them, and you're learning how to do basic addition and subtraction. I'm like, okay, so you're not good at that. Okay, great. Now, I'm not saying I'd be great at it either, but this is a licensed teacher. Someone's been doing it for us. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm not great at it. I'm like, well, if you're not great at, at kindergarten math, I, I don't know, man. That was tough. Uh, but I, I do like Rob how you went right from uh, we went you know we went right from the cruise lines to the strip clubs. To <laughs> I'm just where, saying, you know where you spend most of your money. I, I'm, I'm glad. Yesterday that, uh, was yeah. a Magic City Monday on yes. the Odd Couple. Yeah, well, you know that's a tradition. <laughs> that that that's a tradition in Atlanta. Don't forget that. No, I like how you have Magic City Monday and Worship Wednesday. Yes. It's kind of <laughs> like you know I think you should separate those by a little bit more. You know during the week, like maybe Magic City Monday is Monday, and then like like Worship Friday or something. Yeah. Just separate it by a couple more days. I think. We'll think about that. Twitter at How About a Fresco, Rob and Rob Parker, FS1. Thanks a bunch to Darren Ravel for stopping by. Uh, coming up next, got a story out of the National Football League where one team may just be in denial as to how good they're going to be next season. That's coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes on a scheduled week of vacation. They'll be back next week. And uh, we got a a big story we're going to get into coming up in about 10 minutes. But this because, look, of all the NFL stories that we've been covering since free agency began to to help distract us from everything else going on, there's been no bigger story than the Patriots and Tom Brady, who really just took over the entire news cycle. Well, yesterday, Matthew Slater said that the Patriots have a great opportunity and their standards don't change. Quote, the pillars that we stand upon, they don't change at all. This is what he said on a conference call. Slater, one of the Patriots captains. Now, Rob, I, I will say, yes, 
Belichick is going to be rejuvenated this year. He's going to be motivated to try to show people, hey, watch me without – you think Tom Brady? Watch me. Watch this. Watch what I do with this bunch of guys that people have lowered expectations for. And the Patriots are still a team that won 12 games last year. You're taking Brady away, who did not have a great season. But I I think the reality for this team this year is that if if they're 500-ish – and kind of contending for a while in the AFC East, I think that that's about the best you can look at to say, all right, I can see that as being feasible for them this season. I, I think you're right on the money there. I, I think they just, other than falling off the cliff, right, and being 3-13 and 13 or something like that, with Brady gone the first year, that would be the only way. If they're in the mix, 500, 8-8, uh, 9-7, or somewhere around there, I think people look at it and go, oh, okay. And you're right, Bill Belichick should be rejuvenated. First of all, the quarterback who he wanted to replace, Tom Brady, was in the Super Bowl this past year, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's where, where Belichick got a little bit of leverage with, the, with ownership and Bob Kraft by saying, see this guy right here? This is what I was trying to tell you two or three years ago. And I get it, you know, and you, you didn't want to listen. We wound up losing him. Now we have to do it. And I think they, they looked at that and said, okay, Let's let this guy do what he does. We're living in the past on Tom Brady, a guy, quarterback, who's going to be 43 this year. I think people are so – because even last year, Jason, when they were 8-0, that was the worst 8-0 team I had ever seen. And I said it back then at that time. And I know they won 12 games, but they lost to the good teams and they struggled with the good teams. And they beat up a lot of bad teams, which is not their fault. They're on the schedule. But I don't think that the uh, Patriots are going to totally disappear or fall off the cliff. I think that they'll be competitive, and this is what Bill Belichick is living for. There's a legacy thing here, despite the six championships, and, and, and I always include the, the cheating as well. That's a part of their legacy as well. But if Bill Belichick somehow, some way, can turn this around without Tom Brady and make them respectable – I don't know, do they need to win a Super Bowl, get to a Super Bowl, or do something without Tom Brady? That would that would work for Bill Belichick and, and his legacy. And if Tom Brady can do that with Tampa, same thing. Or if Tom Brady's a flop in Tampa, then people say, see, the Patriots were right. He was an old quarterback. And, and, and Jason, here's the other part. Only two teams were vying for his, his services. And let's be honest, and that was the Chargers in Tampa Bay. Look at all the teams that needed quarterbacks. Carolina, right, got a quarterback. The Titans re-signed Tannehill. Um, and who else am I thinking? There was, a, you know, there was like and the Colts. There yeah. were like three jobs open where people could have easily looked and said, let's just put Tom Brady there. And instead, uh, Carolina went with Bridgewater. And, and, and um, even the Colts who took – uh, Philip Rivers, who had an awful year last year. We're talking about bad years. That was a bad year. So a lot of teams balked at Tom Brady. Well, I, I, I think there's much more of a Shaq versus Kobe after Shaq left the Lakers. Who gets the first championship? Who wins the basketball war in the end? Because, look, Shaq won first, but then Kobe went to three straight finals. He won two. So you can debate you know, who the winner of, of that was. I'll, I'll say Kobe was the winner in the long run now that we have time to look back in history. But that's absolutely what's going on right now is, is who can win more? Is, is it going to be Brady that can win without the Patriots or the Patriots winning without Brady? I think it's interesting that this year the Patriots have kind of deciding to hey you know we're not going to go all in 
and we're going to try to do it. We're going to kind of rebuild. We're going to get our quarterback of the future at some point in the draft and, and move on. Look, they're not signing anybody. They didn't get anybody else to come in. So they're taking a, look, we're not, we'll let Tom go knock himself out and try to win because he's got to win. His football mortality is a year or two where Belichick can say, hey, I'm in this for a while. You know, so hey, we're not going to try to win this year and just see what I can do with no players on this team. And you, you, you tell me who you think is having the better first couple of seasons after Brady trying to win there with all the win now pieces, or us starting over here in New England. I agree, and, and the time is it, Brady has the fleeting time. There's no doubt about it. Especially Jason, it could just be one year, depending on how he plays. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it could be, even though. They're on the hook for a lot of money. It could be just this year. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Rob at Rob Parker FS1, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Dan. That's coming up today. Got a big story out of the NBA and a big question for you. That's coming up next. Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 